Asanda Beda on SAFM. 011-714-2006 is the number that you can call us on. You can comment on our poll question. You can comment on the quote of the morning. You can comment on the trending news we just uh, discussed, wellness now as well. If you have questions, maybe. Uh, well, we can't answer the questions, but maybe your comments because bread is gone. But uh, we talk environmental issues now at uh, 44 minutes past four. A study has revealed that one in seven rhinos at the Kruger National Park is infected with bovine TB. The study was conduct- uh, conducted by Stellenbosch University's Animal Tuberculosis Research Group, South African National Parks, and the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. This was the largest such study, and the samples of 437 rhinoceros were collected from 2016 to 2020 at the Kruger National Park. Let's find out more then about the study. Joining us is Professor Michelle Miller, who is leader of the Animal TB Research Group and Research Chair in Animal TB at the National Research Foundation. Professor Miller, good morning to you. Thanks for making time. Good morning. Happy to uh, speak with you this morning. So, and it's our pleasure, uh, yeah, so we need to know more about M. bovis. What, what is it? How, what can you explain to us about this pathogen? We understand that it does cause TB, but what do we know about it? Yes, it's, it's actually uh, a bacteria that is uh, been infecting animals, particularly cattle, for literally hundreds of years. So it's something that's, that's been around and is uh, distributed throughout the world. Um, but although it's called bovine TB because it infects cattle, um, it can also infect other animals, um, including wildlife and domestic animals. How does it manifest and how is it picked up? In most cases, um, it is spread at least in cattle um, through close contact, very similar to human TB. But in the case of wildlife, it's slightly different. Um, We know that the bacteria is very resistant to the environment, so it can actually survive in uh, vegetation or in mud wallows and that type of thing, and then the animal gets exposed to it and maybe inhales it or, or, you know, swallows it. And uh, in terms of treatment, is there much that can be done or we, we end up losing more rhino? Well, at this point, what our research has shown is that um, although the rhinos can be infected, it doesn't appear that they develop disease, which is really good news. Mm. So it's even possible um, that they may be able to eliminate the infection or, um, you know, contain it for years and not have it actually cause a problem. This is in black and white rhino populations or, or which one is more affected? in terms of the infection? Yes, both of them are exposed and can get infected. So, I mean, in terms of the results then, what will this mean for, because, I mean, this is a vulnerable population already, a a vulnerable animal, the the rhinoceros. What will this mean in terms of uh, uh, conservation then uh, for for the rhino population? So the good news is that it's not um, making rhinos either sick or die, but because it is a uh, disease that's controlled by um, uh, regulatory measures, it means that we needed to develop a um, diagnostic test and also a plan so that animals that would leave 
Kruger and go to other safe hold populations can be screened to make sure that we're not also um, translocating the, the bacteria with them. And with these uh, type of diseases, I think COVID-19 showed us that there are mutations, there are developments of it. We figure out what it is, and then just as we figured it out, there's a new strain or a new strand. Is that a worry for this M. bovis? Um, no, it's, viruses have a tendency to mutate much faster than um, these bacteria. Um, so it, it's not a major concern in terms of um, mutations and, and then not being able to detect it. Okay. Well, we are glad that uh, at least the rhino's population is not going to be impacted in that uh, they're not dying. Uh, what else can you tell us then in terms of your findings from this research? Yeah, so um, one of the things that we did find is uh, the TB in rhinos in, in Kruger actually was discovered um, during the drought. And so in that case, if animals are um, either having poor nutrition or, uh, you know, they're in a drought situation, that can impact their immune system. And then that can be more of a of a concern for the possibility of developing disease. And therefore, you know, it's important to realize that although it's not impacting the rhino's health at this point in time, with climate change or other um, changes in their health, it could potentially be an issue, and we just need to keep monitoring that. All right. And the studies are accessible? Uh, yes, it's, it's in uh, the proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. And, um, you know, we are happy to uh, have people reach out with any questions to us. Thank you. Thanks so much uh, for enlightening us this morning, Professor Miller. We appreciate your time. Absolutely. Happy to speak with you. Have a nice day. Thank you. Professor Michelle Miller is leader of the Animal TB Research Group and Research Chair in Animal TB at the National Research Foundation.